Hello, everyone. My name's Jesse. And my name's Grace. And today we are going to be reading to you John 17, verses 6 through 19, and then talking a little bit about them. So this passage starts where Jesus is in the middle of his high priestly prayer. And as the previous podcast talked about, he starts off by praying for himself and his glory. And this middle section is him praying for his disciples. So let's start. Jesus says, I have revealed you to the ones who gave you gave me from this world. They were always yours. You gave them to me, and you have, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything I have is a gift from you, for I have passed on to them the message you gave me. They accepted it and know that I came from you, and they believe you sent me. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me, because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you, and you have given them to me, so they bring me glory. Now I am departing from the world. They are staying in this world, but I am coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name, so that they will be united just as we are. During my time here, I protected them by the power of the name you gave me. I guarded them so, I guarded them so that not one was lost, except the one headed for destruction, as the scriptures foretold. Now I am coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world, so that they would be filled with my joy. I have given them your word, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you have sent me into the world, I'm sending them into the world, and I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so that they can be made holy by your truth. Man, that's a pretty long prayer, and that's only half of his prayer. <laughs> yeah, and not going to lie, the first time I read through it, I had to read it through maybe three more times to get something because I just, <laughs> I remember Jesse and I were sitting in my living room and I was reading it and I just said, he just said the world, the world glorify, the world glory, glory, them, them, them. And I just got so confused. Yeah, like by the, it's bogging down us. Yeah, it's, it was very repetitive and that just kind of, I don't know, I feel like when you think of prayers, especially prayers between Jesus and the father that it's supposed to be so melodic and so poetic. And I read that and was like, eh, this is kind of clunky. <laughs> but then you said to me, you said, yeah, but it's kind of, it's supposed to be like a poem, read it like a poem. And so I read it and I was like, okay, that, that kind of makes a bit more sense. I mean, it wasn't clear as day, but it's, it made, no. <laughs> yeah, it made a bit more sense. Yeah. And I think for me, something that, I realized was the fact that he talks about it so much is the importance. Yeah. Even if we don't understand what he's trying to say or we're not firmly grasping what his prayer is saying, the fact that he talks about the world and his disciples not being of the world, just like he's not of the world, I think that's 
a very obvious point that right. is important through the throughout the scripture. Right. And I feel like, I mean, with things that are re- repeated in the Bible, I mean, growing up, especially in youth group, we were kind of taught if something's repeated, it's important, which is pretty true when it comes to reading the Bible. Um, but that doesn't mean it always makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, so like what, I mean, but I think that's kind of the importance of it. If, that makes sense yeah yeah it's kind of like when you tell me to pick things up from the store for you (laughs) if you tell me once i might not remember but if you tell me a couple times i'm gonna remember it right and it's almost like jesus is talking to his dad like we would talk to people that we're in relationship with Mm -hmm. it's not this i mean it is divine and it is kingly but there's this intimate relationship to it where yeah. he's saying, hey, dad, remember my friends. Remember mm-hmm. my friends. Help them while they're in this world. Right. Even though they're not against the world, they're against this evil one. Right. And like he wants God to protect his friends and give his friends joy and unify his friends against the evil one. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's saying it a lot almost to like remind God, even though God doesn't need reminding <laughs> But, like, because it's a relationship, he comes to us in that very human way mm-hmm. and allows us <laughs> to remind him. Right. And I feel like even this, I mean, because this is just one chunk of really three chunks of a prayer because it's it's this for the disciples, it's people of the world, and then what was the one before? The first part is him praying for himself and his glory. Right. And I feel like just the prayer itself is so humanizing. Like it kind yeah. of just going through it is is me thinking, oh, he was a person and was here on earth. And although he was all perfect, still had his human imperfections almost. Yeah. Um, like this, I mean, I feel like sometimes I look at being vulnerable as being a weakness or um, just not perfect. But I think that's kind of what's so important about this is just the vulnerability in it. Yeah. He's so real and authentic throughout Mm -hmm. this prayer. And something that stuck out to me is I noticed that he prays specifically for three things for his disciples, these friends that he talks about how God revealed them to him. He says that, um, that they are his and that you have given them to me. And it just calls to attention in earlier stories in the gospels, Jesus is going up on a mountain and he's praying and he prays all night, which is a feat in and of itself that he could pray an entire (laughs) night up on a mountain. Yeah. And he did it. And then in the morning, he doesn't come down and say, Peter, where's the coffee? (laughs) He calls his friends up. And he says, hey, of all of you guys, you 12 are going to be the ones that are going to live in community with me. Right. And he sees even those 12 friends of his as being divinely appointed by God, not out of situation or like bumping into them on the road and being like, oh, cool, Simon, you're Peter now. Be my friend. Right. Like he sees it as God calling them. And throughout that, he prays for their unity, their perf- their protection and joy in the times that are to come, mm-hmm. which is really cool to me that he 
again is he's pleading for that from his father right and he's praying almost as like a dad praying for his family that's kind of what i mean because in that bottom part where he says um just as you sent me into the world i i am sending them into the world and I mean, I don't know about you, but that's kind of how I felt like my parents were when I went to college is, all right, we brought you up and now I'm sending you into the world just as my parents did when I was 18 or when I went to college or anything like that. And so almost that familial unity that he even, he does it between him and God, but then just him and his disciples, like they were a family, like those were his people. It's such a beautiful picture of discipleship. Yeah. Because, like, he prayed for these people. He prayed for God to show him the ones he needed to disciple. Mm -hmm. He spends three years heavily discipling them. Yeah. And then the week leading up to, like, in John 13, he washes their feet, which made no sense to them. (laughs) It made absolutely no sense to them because he was their rabbi. He was their teacher. Mm -hmm. And they understood him to be their king and their Messiah, the Mm -hmm. son of God. And, like, Peter even says, like, whoa, 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 you can't wash my feet. I should wash yours. And John, and Jesus is just like, dude, if you don't let me wash my fe- your feet, you're not going to enter the kingdom. And Peter's like, okay, wash everything. And, <laughs> like, the switch. And, like, it's just such a cool human look at discipleship and mm-hmm. that Jesus leads them through this process of becoming a family, even with their disagreements and their frustrations with each other, which I'm sure they had because they're 12 different people (laughs) from 12 different backgrounds. I can't imagine being in such tight community with 12 people for three years, not just like once a week meeting up and having dinner, but every night you're walking in the dirt, you're hiking, you are walking, you are getting water together, you're listening to this guy teach, like you're in a hardcore three-year discipleship learning program yeah and at the end of it your teacher says hey i'm gonna die and then he prays a prayer like this saying that he's sending us because in the end he's talking about us if Mm -hmm. we're disciples of him we've been discipled by disciples who discipled us right and it's so i (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) um i i kind of find it I mean, I know the beginning of this is him praying for himself and then praying for the disciples and then praying for the people of the world. But it's kind of so selfless of him to just spend all this time just praying for these 12 guys that he spent years with in all of this time and all of this energy and just being like, okay, I'm going, but protect them and guard them and make sure that they will be with us in the end and um and unify them right don't let their squabbles and disagreements deviate them from the truth right and this truth he asks it he asks god to make by that truth make them holy Mm -hmm. and holiness is just being set apart for a purpose yeah so in the end he's setting them apart for a specific purpose and that purpose is going into the world with this word that he has taught them. And my understanding of it is, is that word is love. Mm. He drives home that his command is love. Yeah. We like John 14 through 16 really drives that home. Right. It's all about love. It's about service. It's about giving yourself to others. And that's what his discipleship process is. Mm -hmm. And now he's praying 
hey, give them the courage and the joy and the strength and the protection to do that with others as I have done for them. It's like actions of love and just instead of just saying, I love you over and over yeah. and over and over again, actively showing it. Yeah, it's very rare we see Jesus say, I love you. Mm. But the entire Gospels is him showing that he loves yeah. them. Well, we know what his love language is. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Grace? Not words of affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope that you have enjoyed <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> listening to us ramble and talk about this scripture as we understood it together. Yes. And I guess our prayer is just that God spoke to you through this scripture, through maybe something we said, if we're that lucky. And <laughs> if he did call something to your attention, we just pray that you would act on it like Jesus acted on his yeah. love. And that you feel the love through community and unity just as they felt with each other. Yeah. That community is really important. Yes, it's something that I am absolutely still learning. <laughs> uh, but I think it's something that we all should hold value to. Yeah. Well, if you'd like to pray with us, we will now pray. Father God, we thank you so much for your son, that he came to this world and lived with us not just from afar, from a kingdom or a palace like a king should, but that he moved into our neighborhoods, that he came into our areas. He taught us how people need to be taught. And he ultimately showed us how to truly, truly love the way of love that is above all other ways of loving others. And we just thank you for that, God. We are so deeply grateful that you would come and teach us your ways and teach us how to love others as you have loved us and to lay down our lives. I pray that we would be able to go into the world like Jesus wanted us to while ignoring the ways of the world, not embracing them, but embracing your truth, God. I pray for unity as Jesus prayed for protection and I pray for joy for all of us, that your joy would be made complete in our love for one another. In your name, amen. Amen.